Welcome to this podcast from Veterinary Evidence, an online open access peer-reviewed journal owned and published by RCVS Knowledge. Hi, I'm Christy Goh and I'm currently a Year 2 Doctor of Veterinary Medicine student at the University of Sydney. In an attempt to develop my growing interest in neurology and contribute to the field within my capacity as a student, I chose to work on an existing clinical query related to the field of neurology. The focus of this knowledge summary is to compare the clinical outcomes of dogs suffering from degenerative lumbosacral stenosis upon surgical or non-surgical treatment. Degenerative lumbosacral stenosis, or DLSS for short, represents a syndrome in dogs that comprises of lumbosacral pain as well as neurological dysfunction in some cases. This syndrome is related to the degeneration and subsequent enlargement of the soft tissue structures of the lumbosacral junction as well as compression of the cauda equina and is often multifactorial in origin. Upon conducting a literature search, Only two papers attempted to compare long-term clinical outcomes of dogs that have undergone surgical and non-surgical treatment. In the first study, 41 dogs underwent epidural steroid injection, or ESI for short, of methylprednisolone acetate into the lumbosacral epidural space following a protocol of 1 mg per kg with a minimal volume of 0.5 ml. Nine dogs were subsequently lost to follow-up, and 32 dogs remained in the study. Five out of 32 dogs, hence 15.6% of cases, showed persistent improvement without relapse upon non-surgical treatment. Out of this pool of 32 dogs, five dogs that showed no clinical response after ESI, as well as 12 dogs which relapsed after ESI, underwent decompressive surgery, in which complete response was seen in eight dogs. Wrapping up this study, surgical treatment yielded complete resolution of clinical signs in 47% of cases as compared to 15.6% in non-surgical treatment group. Though, strictly speaking, this is not a fair comparison as the sample size for non-surgical ESI treatment is double that of the surgical group and all dogs in the surgical group had all received one dose of ESI prior to surgery. In the second study, 16 dogs undergone non-surgical treatment following a protocol of exercise restriction for 8 to 10 weeks and administration of phenylbutazone as required at a dose not exceeding 7.5 mg per kg twice daily for up to 6 weeks, while 16 dogs underwent surgical treatment. In this study, a good outcome is determined when the dog has regained pre-operative activity levels. 8 out of 16 dogs in a non-surgical group, hence 50% of group size, were deemed to have a good outcome. Out of the 16 dogs that underwent surgical treatment, 6 out of 16, hence 37.5%, were deemed to have a good outcome. In this study, 4 of the dogs in the surgical group had also previously been treated with non-surgical treatment. In conclusion, The strength of evidence to properly compare the efficacy of surgical and non-surgical treatment for DLSS is weak, and hence, this question cannot be meaningfully answered at this moment. Moving forward in DLSS research, 
there is a need to conduct more studies on non-surgical treatment and also to develop a standardized grading system for DLSS according to clinical science and pathogenesis will be helpful in streamlining docs for further studies. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Veterinary Evidence. We publish freely available content relating to evidence-based veterinary medicine and its application to enhance the quality of patient care. Tweet us at RCBS Knowledge and learn more at veterinaryevidence.org.